Hello and welcome to this week's Cardinal Cast. As you can see, um, I, I don't have any guest here. I have no no Lonnie Watson with me this week, and she's the personality of this show. I'm well aware. Um, she's off doing a training on uh, learning how to do a schedule wizard. They call it with uh, seeing how we can kind of computer-based, develop a master schedule, and so she's getting uh, some training on that. But this week I wanted to talk, the topic that I'm going to share, and this will be kind of a shorter a broadcast, uh, but I'll talk about contag contagious uh, illnesses, some policies, some preventions that the school districts are doing, including ours. Um, so we can share some of that information with you and give you a heads up. Before I get into some of that, just some quick shout-outs first. <clears throat> One is our uh, winter sports seasons are winding down, and so uh, I have the privilege tomorrow of, of traveling down um, shortly behind the, um, the girls' departure time to head to the girls' state basketball season. So a shout-out to our girls on just an outstanding season that they've been having, and uh, they're the number two seed going into this weekend's state tournament, so we're really excited um, to head down there and cheer them on. Um, and we do have plans to send a pep band bus. Um, and we've had some people ask about this. I think it was last fall about <clears throat> when we send um, a pep band or not. And so just to kind of let you know this, I've been a principal here for nine years. And it was before I became a principal was when policy came around that just due to the budget constraints of our district, and we're no different than most districts in the state with that, that we just can't afford the the thousands of dollars it takes to send a, a band, a pet band to Lincoln for a, a state tournament. You don't know if you're going to be down there for one game. You don't know if you're down there for three days for three games. Um, and so I would guess it's probably been 12 years ago, 15 years ago, um, the board had a policy then that non-participatory trips uh, wouldn't be paid um, by the school and and so that's kind of what started that trend that was back when we had the dance team as well as the band and i do remember um quite a few years ago before i was the principal that we would send those groups down there and we're talking an additional anywhere with the team i know it was running eight to ten thousand dollars um for all the motel rooms all the travel expenses and um involved and so uh what our school district has done since is uh, a lot of fundraising and so different groups do fundraising and I know some of you out there I want to thank you for supporting our groups uh, our pet band is no different um, so the because this is an overnight stay uh, in Lincoln uh, the students are paying um, a little out-of-pocket pet band members uh, to travel down and, and be a part of of the band and kind of a student section for our girls so we're really excited that they were able to do that and I know that they're paying out of pocket for to cover some expenses, and we've had uh, different support in the community for them as well. Now we do send them to to district finals, so you might have heard. And if you haven't, you might want to go look at and, and take a look at the pictures I, I posted on Twitter last week. So when our girls played in the district final in North Platte, we played uh, Omaha Ron Colley, and so there was a lot of chatter online uh, the week prior about the the Eastern schools having to travel so far west. And so in C1, that means a neutral site. So it's roughly half distance across, where in Class B, those teams would travel all the way to a home site. Uh, so we had teams playing in oh, Sydney, Scotts Bluff, Alliance, et cetera. But for us in C1, it's a neutral site yet this year. And so our neutral site was chosen as North Platte. <clears throat> and so I get to the gym uh, when we go down there before the game, and I, was, I looked at the clock, and there was 14 minutes to go. 
before tip-off, and I counted across the gym floor, and I counted 25 people representing Omaha Ron Colley. Um, I didn't even try to count the, the Shadron section or the Shadron side of the gym. Uh, again, we sent a pet band, and we paid for that trip. It wasn't an overnight uh, so we provided the bus and the bus driver to get our pet band down there and back and, and entry into the game. Um, but it was it was amazing what a pet band does to add a student section. And uh, outside of the pet band, we our, our students traveled very well. We had a lot of students uh, find their way down to North Platte. And I know our girls, um, they want to thank you as well. Um, <clears throat> it makes a difference for them to feel that environment. Lincoln is a tough story, though, because it's, it's seven hours away. It involves overnight, so it's hard for students to drive themselves down and back. Um, and, and then the, the question mark of how long you're at the state tournament, whether you win the first game or not. Um, so it brings some challenges, but we're really excited to be able to provide a pet band again to go down to Lincoln. We've been able to do that um, a few times the last time we've qualified, so... Um, just a, a thanks to Mr. Richling for sponsoring. He made all the arrangements uh, for all those pet band. For those of you that, that helped uh, sponsor that group, I can, I can tell you the, the girls really appreciate having a little bit of a cheering section down there, a student body. Uh, we will get drowned out by those, those teams from the, uh, the Lincoln area um, when we'll see they'll have hundreds of fans in their stands and, um, and will be the school that you know, might have 50 um, but we just hope to be loud and rowdy and, and cheer our girls on. So on behalf of the, of the players and, and their parents, they really uh, thank everyone that's provided support um, for that team and wish them the best of luck down at the state tournament. Outside of girls basketball, <clears throat> I didn't bring the information with me, um, but a shout out to our Shadron High speech team. The, the speech, this is a first that I know of for the school period. The speech team has gone to, I'll say, about nine different speech invites this season. The lowest they have placed as a team in any Class B or just any of their um, divisions is as a runner-up. They've either won or were the runner-up. They've brought hardware home as a team from every single invite this year. Um, they just finished uh, Western Conference, and the only invite they have left will be the district speech contest. So we're excited to see if we can qualify. Um, and it's always a very difficult district, but we're excited to qualify students uh, to state uh, speech. Um, but a quick shout out though, it, there's one last chance where you can see their talents. They're going to have their night of forensics. And so what that is, is it's, it's merely a display of all of the different groups um, and, and their, whether it's, um, the OID group, the poetry, et cetera, they do a presentation just for us and for our public. That'll be next Tuesday at, I believe it starts at five o'clock uh, here in the high school. And so you can come, um, they'll have a schedule. The, the students lead the night, so you can do a breakout. You can choose which room, uh, who you want to see. The students will lead the room. They'll explain what their contest is, their time restraints, the topic, um, and then they'll actually put those on for you. So um, it's really exciting to come. If you, it, it, if you haven't had a chance yet to see this talent, I'm telling you this as a team, they've just done an outstanding job. They've had uh, multiple champions at every, every single weekend. Um, so just one more chance to, to see them perform before they go to districts. And then hopefully we can qualify another group uh, to go to a state tournament as well. So outside of that, 
I wanted to spend just a little time talking about contagious illness. And so the coronavirus has been um, the topic. Um, We hear it uh, like no other. If If you watch the news, my caution, there is news services want you to be a viewer. Um, and so I have this concern that uh, fear is one of those tactics to get us to tune in. And so sometimes it's hard to um, decipher some of the facts or like how concerned we should be. And I'm not here to tell you how concerned we should be or not be. I'm here to let you know that we get all of our information from the CDC, um, the Center for Disease Control. They provide information that gets used throughout school systems and state systems as well. Um, and so this uh, current um, virus outbreak with the coronavirus, um, it's starting to spark around globally. <clears throat> I think some countries are probably doing a better job in, uh, of, of providing uh, some ways to uh, have some containment. It's restricting travel, of course. Um, different sectors have been impacted by it. Um, but I just want to share with you, we're sending a letter home with students for the high school. Ours will actually be mailed out next week with report cards. But you'll see the from the elementaries and the middle school, they'll, they'll start sending those home uh, just within the next few days. Uh, just a letter to parents and patrons. And if you'd like to take a look at that letter, all of the principals now have it posted on our, our school blog sites, our website. So just go to shatteringschools.org. Over on the right-hand side, you can click on our blogs. And you can actually read the letter for yourself. Um, But we just want to take some time to let people know that schools do plan um, and have preparations uh, for different things, including pandemics. Um, The coronavirus, I don't know that the World Health Organization, and I I apologize if I'm a little ignorant about the last couple of days, but um, I don't know that they've called it a pandemic yet, and I don't... I don't even know if that's important. You know, they sometimes they classify these different outbreaks as a epidemic, which means usually more regionally, um, and then pandemic, which is usually even broader yet, like globally. So I wouldn't be surprised if they are calling it now a pandemic. Um, we usually deal with pandemics with the flu season. Uh, some years clearly um, are worse than others, and that those would be our pandemic years. So we have had some policies uh, in place. Um, But this current uh, coronavirus being in the news, it's just sparked concerns by uh, patrons and parents. And I understand that as a parent. And so we just want you to know that we do have a a Shattern Public Schools pandemic plan. Um, We just added it to our our school safety plan, uh, actually just just recently. Um, Our plan is no different than if you um, looked at a, a lot of eastern Nebraska schools, I think, um, once someone develops a pretty good plan, it gets shared. The template gets chair, uh, shared. It follows uh, CDC recommendations. So um, that can be found online, again, on that same website. Um, if you go into some of the resources and documents in there, I actually have a copy of it in front of me. It's just a few pages long. And one thing is it, it sparks conversations for us. Our, our admin team met this morning just on our regular admin meeting. And so we were talking about, you know, part of pandemic plans talk about, you know, pandemic flu season, uh, those kind of things. Like, what would a school do if you close school, whether it's for weather or uh, pandemic illness? Um, is there a way that you can continue teaching and getting your instructional hours? And so that's the discussion we had. And we had uh, visiting with our tech director as well. The high school is one-to-one with Chromebooks. So I do think that there's some options for us that we're kind of exploring, like, 
Uh, for instance, in 2012, um, I was in my second year as a principal, and we closed school for two days due to wildfire south of town. Um, and and it just sparks this discussion like, okay, if you close school for these different things, is there a way to still offer instruction? Um, and we think there probably are, and that's, I don't think we could have had this discussion, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I don't think the technology was quite available as it is now. And so we're kind of working on um, some preparations or plans for that to see if there's, you know, I'm not saying that in the future, I don't know that every snow day is going to be made up, but what if you use up, say, two, three, four snow days, and it's just one of those years where you're going to have to use a fifth day. Can we have a plan and a way to offer instruction to students on those days? Um, And so anyways, it's just discussions we're having. It's just in a discussion base right now um, to see how we can do that. But that's something that I think would fall under this policy um, for a school closing for, let's say, a pandemic illness. Um, We see different industries in China, you know, that have been shut down. Um, It's like, well, I wonder if you could still have school and provide instruction. So we're kind of playing around with that. We're on the front end of that. But but our pandemic plan is in our uh, school safety plan. A few things I'll just point out is um, as far as Shadron Public Schools, so this is more locally, Shadron Public Schools, um, so what would it take for us to close school if there was a, a, a extremely high or pandemic illness or flu season or coronavirus or whatever it may be? Um, here locally and in, in our region, we, we take um, the advice or the input from the Panhandle Public Health District. So that's who would make the call to our superintendent to say, okay, it's, it, you know, this illness, this, this flu season is bad enough, you need to shut down school. So I just want you to know that that comes from an outside source of recommending to a school system. In this area, that would be the Pan, Panhandle Public Health District. Um, they, they have a website, by the way, the uh, pphd.org is where you can go and get more information uh, from that group. Um, I'm going to tell you that there, a lot of their information does also come from the CDC. It's one thing about, um, I think our country does a great job. I think the U.S. is well prepared, far better than a lot of other countries for, for some of these uh, situations. But um, we don't make any local decisions um, just because I'm a principal, I don't, I don't get the flu data. Um, so that has to come from an outside source. So that's one thing we wanted to let you know is uh, we're just trying to get ahead of, you know, like as a parent, you might have concerns. You see TV. You see the, the fear that's being used to hook viewers into, into uh, um, watching these articles and stay in tune. And it just creates you get stirred up inside reading this stuff. Um, and so we just want you to know that. Go go to the source. Just go to the CDC. Go take a look at their website. That's where we'd get our information. And then locally, the uh, Panhandle Public Health District would be making decisions for uh, some regional schools in our area. So, uh, And to date, I just need you to know that our district, our state keeps saying this, that completely unaware of any, neg- any native cases of the COVID-19, which is the coronavirus, being confirmed in our state. So... We don't have any concern at this time as far as, uh, or any awareness uh, at this time. Um, we simply just want you to know that that's what Shadron Public Schools does well is prepare. Um, and this, this um, news story that you see out there as well, this, this global uh, outbreak um, that's happening uh, with the current virus is just one that encourages us and a lot of other uh, districts across the state 
probably across our nation, to take a look at plans. <clears throat> so we do have the pandemic plan. Um, it should be available online, but it's just in the back of the school safety plan. Um, uh, let's see what else can I tell you. Um, it's hitting, of course, the concern I think that the state um, that we would have is this is our flu season. Our flu season is, is hitting, it, it, the timing of it. Um, and, you know, as far as preparations, um, as far as the CDC recommendations um, for how what your practices for overall health during these cold and flu seasons and these different viruses, um, the CDC re- recommends washing hands with soap, soap and water. If you don't have that, the hand sanitizers and, and different things work as well. Uh, alcohol, the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. So, you know, we just encourage um, our students, and I hope you do it in your homes as well, to wash hands with soap. Avoid touching eyes, mouth, nose um, with unwashed hands. Avoid close contact with individuals who are sick. Stay home when you're sick. Um, for us, our policy in schools, I think this is pretty consistent with schools. So we want students to be fever-free without any medication for 24 hours. If, and I'll, I'll just say this publicly, if you call me and your student is sick and your, your student has a fever, some of you have made that call and you've heard us say, we don't want your student in school. Um, we will excuse the absence. We will take care of the absence. And um, I do understand, I, you know, some common sense, our administrators talked about this, that, um, you know, we do have common sense that if your student has a fever, um, you don't certainly need to take the student to the clinic for me um, just to get a note because we have some parents who try to confirm the the illness through the clinic so that we excuse days, and we do that uh, by policy. But if your student has a fever, um, you you know the medications, you know you're, you'll take care of your child, but we don't want your student at school. Um, that's never changed. That policy has been around forever for schools. We want the student to be fever-free, for 24 hours after the medic, we don't want the medications to be keeping the fever down. So when medication free, fever free for 24 hours before students return to school. Um, and we, again, we will excuse those days. I don't want you worrying about uh, attendance, mandatory attendance laws uh, for the state. Um, it's just, it's just common sense. We don't want sick kids. You know, a fever is an indication of um, we could be contagious and we just don't, we don't want other kids to get sick, you know, and I know you don't want that either. Um, so that's kind of the, um, the overall, as far as attendance, uh, concern, um, you know, we encourage students to cover their mouth when they cough or sneeze, you know, the old in the arm kind of cough, uh, if you use a tissue, throw the tissue away after you cough into it or sneeze or et cetera. Um, uh, and just disinfect, um, uh, use disinfectant wipes, the antiviral medications, um, um, that might be prescribed by doctors, of course, and those kind of things. But, uh, speaking of the antiviral, though, I saw a, a picture on uh, Twitter. Uh, someone took a picture of the side of the, what is it, the Lysol wipes um, that are used, and it says like 99.7%, kills 99.7% of all viruses and, and bacteria. And so there's just kind of a lot of jabbing going around about, well, there's the cure. You just use Lysol wipes, and that, that's what cures your virus. And we're kind of joking, and this morning I was in the office, and again, I saw our container of, our, of Lysol wipes is sitting out as well. Uh, our, you know, Mrs. Barry and Mrs. Williamson, they're always wiping down counters and tabletops around the office. Uh, and I, I kind of just joked with them. I said, man, I think that I know the next invention 
if we would just make gloves that had some kind of an inside thin lining and then the outside was just Lysol wipes. That way, when we walk around school, everything we touch, we're Lysol wiping and disinfecting, whether it's doorknobs, my coffee mug, a pencil. We're sharing, passing the pen around at a meeting to sign in. Um, you know, if we had Lysol gloves, Lysol wipe gloves, I just think, you know, reversible so you can turn them, not inside out, that'd be silly. But if you could just, you know, right hand goes on left hand, you can keep using them and everything you touch all day, you're just wiping down disinfecting. So if anyone makes a million on that, you know, throw out some credit for me there somewhere. But um, anyways, back to um, I just need you to know that pandemic for schools usually is pandemic flu. We're very used to that. And we do have plans. This stuff from the CDC recommendations for schools has been out a long time. Um, so this coronavirus is just an opportunity for us to, uh, across the state, take a look at our plans. Um, again, we, the letter is on the blog sites. Uh, if you want to go to shatteringschools.org, click over on the right-hand side, and you can uh, access any of the principal's blogs, and you can find the letter in there from the superintendent. It's the same letter that's being sent home um, to, uh, with all of our students to parents. Um, and so that's it. I, you know, the, the concern is you never want to, we don't want to be like the news media. And I know I'm sitting here talking into a camera right now. And, and my point is not to create fear. My point is to tell you, we get our directions from the CDC. That's where schools get uh, their guidance. Um, and locally for us, it's the Panhandle Public Health District. Um, and you have all the access to that that we do as well. Um, so just make sure that anytime you're fearing a little, um, you're feeling a little fearful about what you're seeing on the news. Uh, if you can replace that fear with un, with with knowledge, with facts, and power, uh, the power is in knowing. Um, go on there. Just I encourage you to log in and take a look, like we have done, um, and read facts and read the truth. Uh, be careful, kind of what you're viewing, so it doesn't kind of create more fears. And we certainly don't want rumors or those kind of things either. And and so that's why we're just trying to be ahead of it. Um, and I'll be honest with you that the state, the Department of Education, uh, kind of put a plug in like, hey, this would be a good time for schools to kind of look at their plans. And so that's kind of what's going on. Schools are really good about sharing information. So uh, I would guess our information, I know our pandemic plan looks very similar to what most of the probably schools in the state have as well. So if you have any questions about that, you know, feel free if you want to give me a call. Um, other than I'll be in Lincoln this week, uh, some girls state basketball, but um, our superintendent's office is where that information has come from as well. So I uh, just wanted to share that with you. Take a look at that if you have any questions, concerns. Um, and we're going to go back to cheering for the Cardinals and, and uh, excited to see how we do in Lincoln this week. Um, next week, I think Mrs. Watson will be back. She brings that personality. She's that spark plug. She brings it to all of our staff. And I know she does to the, the Cardinal cast as well. Um, so hopefully you can tune again, in again next week. Uh, for another episode of Cardinal Cast. So thanks for your time today. Have a great week and go Cardinals.